Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, thanks very much for joining us. Lots to come on this episode. Why would you want to be an engineer and why should young people pursue it as a career? There's also new award categories in the CBA Awards, which we'll come to. But my first guest isn't kidding around. William Walsh worked in the pharmaceutical and food industry until 2018 when redundancy made him rethink his career choice. So he set up the brilliant Billy's Rent-A-Goat, which is an eco-friendly business that uses goats to get rid of invasive plants. Now he's working with a number of different organisations and schools around Cork and he's with me now. William Walsh, how are you? Hello, how are you getting on, Jonathan? I'm very well. Now, I have to say, this isn't my first time encountering you because you were working on Beaumont Quarry, which is opposite where I grew up, and my mother was sending me regular updates on the goats that were on site and the great work that they were doing. So tell us a little bit about the business and how it works. Uh, I suppose, where do you want me to start, Jonathan, really is, is the question. Um, I suppose... If we go back to 2018 that you were mentioning there, um, it kind of made me think outside of the box when I got made redundant. And um, I seen a, a problem out there. There was no solution for um, getting rid of um, overgrowth and invasive plants or using the machinery or chemicals. So um, that's how I came up with the idea. So I kind of... Um, got me really thinking and um, I tried to see if there was any other solutions out there. So I seen a crowd in Canada are dealing with uh, noxious weeds in um, a national park in Canada. So I thought, yeah, that can be the solution. So um, that's how I initially came up with the idea. Um, now there was other reasons as well as the way we were treating the environment and um yeah, so yeah, so that's how it really started. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but it's certainly unique. I'll give you that. Now, the the, the yeah. weeds that you were tackling in Beaumont Quarry, they were a particular type yeah. of weed that your goats love, don't they? Yeah. So what they do? So in Beaumont Quarry, it was old man's beard. Uh, so goats are browsers. So they they eat everything from the top down, and they go for the nicest stuff first. It's, they're like ourselves. We'd, we'd rather go for a dessert before we eat our dinner but uh, that's how they work so they'll browse through everything they'll go for the sweetest things first which is the old man's beard and they eat that from the top down and what that does then it um, it helps uh, our native species um, uh, gives them opportunity for growth um, letting sunlight in and um, mitigating all the invasives growing so over a period of time it helps us uh, regenerate and bring back everything to a native state. Now, th- these goats, you, you don't leave them on site 24-7. You, th- they're very no. well cared for. You bring them to, effectively, they start a shift, they feed themselves, eat away, happy out, and yeah. then they finish their shift and they go home and have a relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I suppose, uh, I suppose, first and foremost, is welfare of the goat. So kind of leaving them on site in, in urban areas wouldn't be the best for the goats. So it's me and the goats. We go to the site. Uh, we provide also a social education and uh, building awareness uh, around the environment. So I try to pass on my knowledge to people who, um, who want to know more about it. And um, so it's, it's, it's effectively one package. 
Um, so it's me and goats and we go home then and the next morning we do the same thing over and over again. And that's uh, replicated in schools as well. But uh, then there's some other sites then that vary. So every site kind of varies uh, yeah, place, and, yeah, and and absolutely, and you ha- you have a herd of goats, so you can you can pick yeah. the goats that bring you you bring to sight. I mean, I, I, they always strike me as they're not the most affectionate of creatures. Uh they they they're rather stubborn yokes. Uh, ha- uh they're not really. No, no. no. <laughs> do you you obviously have a way with them? Do you? Yeah, yeah. So, look, like as I say to everyone, we kind of a symbiotic relationship. So we have a working relationship. Um, so uh. I know exactly when they want to leave site. So when they're effectively finished, they would call out. So I actually know when they're finished. Um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So in other words, you have a good relationship with them. How many have you got in the herd, and how many would you bring with you at any one time? Oh, so I have eight. Uh, so I have three different herds: uh, two of eight and one of seven. So the one of seven is the youngest, and they're in training. And I have the other two out, which are uh, first group is four years old and second group is two years old. Um, and how I do training then, Jonathan, is I I basically get uh, the male goat, repurpose the old male goat for solely for education and land management. And uh, then uh, I train him by putting him on the lead, uh, following me, um, getting to learn instructions how to stop and go and yeah okay so in other words you have got a good relationship with these animals and and, and it kind of grows they're, they're your workmates I mean you you don't have human workmates I'm presuming William by the sound of it so yeah. if, you, if you don't get on with the goats you're not getting on with anyone <laughs> I, I, I at the moment I don't uh, Jonathan but what I want to do is um, so I I've tried and tested methods so uh, Previously, before I was going, uh, setting up, I done a year's trial with goats, um, uh, doing trials and tested methods, and showing people that it works, and um, yeah, so that's how I kind of learnt with the goats. Now going into the future, um, I see a scientific method, um, so I'm hoping to develop a collar, and that collar then would build historical trends. And how long they sp- uh, spend uh, eating certain plants, um, what plants they go for first, and um, uh, develop a historical trend which can be uh, developed then from goats to cattle. It could be, yeah. Okay. So, it's just, so in other uh, words, there's a whole lot of ideas brewing in your head. Uh, it, there, it, it, there is. It's just not yeah. not just bringing goats to sites so that they can eat the wheat. No. Uh, can I ask about the name? I'm Billy's rent a goat. You have to say that that is a play on words. I mean, that it's a brilliant play on words, but it's it kind yeah. of captures both you and the goat in the same thing. It, it does really, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose I played with it over and over again uh, when I was starting. It's you know, it's a bit cheesy and. Uh, but it, it kind of effectively, my name is William, um, uh, Billy for short. And uh, what I'm doing is I'm repurposing the male goats, which would effectively be Billy's, but they're, they're buck goats because um, I castrate them and they don't smell like Billy goats. But it uh, and then repurposing the old male goats, it kind of develops the, um, uh, the talking around sustainability as well. And or, you know, uh, uh, 
Oh, we treat animals. Oh, they're, and having, a, like no, that. Come here, they're uh, having a great time in retirement. They're eating the sweetest of sweet things by uh, being <laughs> brought are, yeah. around in the lap of luxury. Billy's rentagoat.ie yeah. is the website if people want to look you up. Uh, and there are the various different projects out and about, and the schools, of course, back as well, that you'll be doing that soon. William Walsh of Billy's Rent-A-Goat, thank you so much for taking the time to talk You're to welcome. us and continued success. Thank you. It's fair to say we haven't had the best of summers weather-wise. We often say it would be a great little country if we could put a roof on it. But here's a man who might be able to do that for us. Patrick Kennelly is the new chair of the Cork Region of Engineers Ireland. You're very welcome to Red Business, Patrick, and congratulations on the new role. Thanks very much, uh, Jonathan. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a pleasure to be the, the new chair of the Cork Region of Engineers Ireland, and I'm looking forward to the year ahead. So tell us a little bit about what that role will involve. Um, I suppose the Cork region is, um, it represents about 10% of the overall um, membership of Engineers Ireland. So that's 3,000 um, members. We have, we run events through the entirety of the year um, where we provide um, opportunities for CPD and site visits for our membership and the public. Um, so we've, um, last year we would have had 40 events where we attracted up to 3,500 attendees we also like to um, do a, a good few events for the public and we volunteer in schools and provide um, different opportunities like the Family Fun Day um, throughout the year. When we are recording this, the Leaving Cert results are, are coming out. I'm presuming you want to attract as many young people as possible uh, to study subjects that will get them into engineering roles. Yes, um, that's that's the key here. I suppose we're very lucky at the moment that um, this curriculum now in the primary school is much broader um, these days. And maths is delivered more and more from a holistic point of view, um, Jonathan, like problem solving skills and critical problem thinking are high on the agenda. And these are very these are very good skills for an engineer. Um, and from our point of view in Engineers Ireland, we find that we have four core programs that we hope to draw these people into engineering. And one of those is the STEPS Engineering Your Future, which is directed towards transition year students and which gives them an opportunity to look at engineering as a career. And this this is run this year now down MTU. It was its 10th anniversary and it's, it's, it's a very good program. And I was lucky enough to attend. We also have other print, other core programs, which we hope to draw engineers in use like this Young Step Engineers Award, where we use um, we give the opportunity for third and fourth class students to explore the world of engineering yeah. um, by developing a project for their local community. And we also have Steps Engineers Week, which gives the opportunity for young kids to to see engineering from more hands-on point of view with engineers calling to their classes. Um, the Steps Week is held every year in March. Well, and, uh, if you were speaking to any group of young people and asked them what their future career was going to be, you get the usual doctors, nurses, guards. Very few people put their hand up and say, do you know, I've always wanted to be an engineer. What, why is it unattractive? Is it that kids don't understand what engineers do? I, I do I do believe that. And that's why I mentioned the Young Engineers Award, because at an early age, like the third and fourth class, you kind of try to explain to them that engineer is in everything. You know, when we kind of go to, when we visit the classes and we explain that, you know, every part of your life involves engineering. You have medical, electrical, uh, computers, especially if you mentioned the computers, it definitely draws them in, the computer engineering, because that, at that age. And I suppose as as you get older, you you need to just draw, I think the key is to show them what is what engineering is in, in, in the community and what we provide, which is, 
which is solutions to problems, everyday problems for people. You know? uh, w- one of the things that engineers, um, I suppose, can be haunted by bad decisions. I was only looking the other day on, on a website that was showing a, a massive uh, plan to put a highway over Cork City, suspended over, I think it was by St. Patrick's Church. Uh, this absolute monstrosity that had it ever been built, we'd have cursed the second it went up. Engineering, is it's not a precise science. Engineers can be right as well as wrong, can't they? Yes, and I suppose the... There's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with throwing out ideas and getting people to talk about them and explore possibilities. And um, if you're sitting in a, in a team meeting, there should be no wrong idea. Like the, the the solution at the end of the day has to work, but you need to have these ideas. They need to be thrown around. Like talking about a roadway over the top of Cork City in one way might seem farcical, but then it would probably get people talking about the possibility of a North Ring Road again. Do you know, it, it, there's no bad idea. There's no there's no idea that you can't use to develop further 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 solutions within the engineering community. How did you start? I mean, did did you want to be an engineer all your life? Uh, I mean, obviously, your your goal was to be the chair of the Cork Region of Engineers Ireland, which you've now achieved. But when you were a young fellow, what, what direction were you taking, Patrick? Um, I suppose early on, I wanted to be an archaeologist. But I think I met uh, very early on. I met a guidance no, counselor. No, 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 no money. No money. No money, in, no money <laughs> yeah. in that at all. No. So um, what she said, there was no money in that. And even at that age, I decided, look, I want a bit of money. And I, I suppose at a very young age, I didn't realize it, but I loved, you know, building sandcastles, working in my grandfather's workshop, you know, making planes and building forts and stuff. And you, you don't really realize there's a career in that until you, you reach your transition year. And I was lucky enough to get um, a transition year to be exposed to engineering. And then again, in sixth year, there was a new course starting up. It was a new course in CIT was just uh, was just starting at the time, which was structural engineering. We actually got a talk on structural engineering and on in January of sixth year. And I put it down in February in my um, as my first choice. So like right up to that last minute, I wasn't 100 percent sure I was looking at accounting and whatnot. But I always once I got into engineering and realized that realize what was there you know when i got that talk i realized that is what okay. i wanted to do so that that mean that shows how important it is to expose students to the options absolutely of i mean god god help us had you ended up as an accountant uh you wouldn't be here <laughs> anyway definitely uh patrick it's been fascinating talking to you um you're the chair of the cork region of engineers ireland and uh we wish you continued success as you try to convince more and more young people uh, to take it up as a profession thanks for joining us on red business patrick thanks very much john thank you The Cork Business Association Better Building Awards are back this year. There are two new categories, a City Living Award and a Climate Resilience Award. Nominations are open and to tell me more about it is Clara O'Neill, a member of the CBA Executive and a Town Planner. Clara, how are you? Not too bad, Jonathan. How are you doing? I'm very good. Last year you got a big bump in the number of nominations, so there's a lot of interest in these awards. Yeah, definitely. I suppose there was a little break during COVID and um, I guess also during COVID, much more emphasis was based on people having more quality of life or place quality became much more important to people. So I think that had a resultant impact on um, business owners putting that bit of extra effort into um, exterior of their building and um, just trying to attract people into the city, you know. 
We've such an unusual city. There's there's loads of lovely historic buildings. There's new buildings. There's derelict buildings. There's fantastic looking buildings. I mean, we we've got some incredible infrastructure out there, uh, and we we need to celebrate the good ones more, don't we? Yeah, certainly. I think um, back around the time when the Better Building Awards started, um, it was around the same time the Colliers International did a study of the city centre. And um, I think at the time there was 90%, they remarked that 90% of the businesses in Cork were independent. And it, like, it was very hard to compare that. It's uncomparable to any city in Ireland. And I think Bristol was the only other city in the UK that they could compare it to. So really that shows, I guess, how much um, individual landowners and renters actually are in their business every single day and care so much then about um, how they take so much pride in, in their own individual businesses at a micro level. And then I guess a lot of the developers who are developing in Cork are also very um, local, I guess, and are from Cork and want to leave a good legacy. So I suppose from a high level of the new development category, which like, you know, has the like one Albert Key was a winner before HQ at the train station was the winner last year. Um, right down to, you know, um, Fitzgerald's menswear who have, you know, a, a carpet, uh, a, a kind of a red carpet style and, and bay trees at, at the door, you know, just to show um, they're welcoming the welcoming yeah. nature of them. So I guess it goes right down to um, the macro to micro, but all of it is very cork and it very individual. Tell us about the City Living Award. What what's the purpose of that particular category? Um, I suppose one of the big challenges that the city faces at the moment um, is living in the city. I guess like there's I think you know six thousand people working. Um, the Penrose Dock HQ new office developments around there and you know there's been nowhere near 6,000 bed spaces built in the city during that time that 6,000 people now work um, so I think the challenge is trying to get people living in the city and to to kind of recognize that as awards category it was just to show how integral it is as a a component of successful cities like you have it in Dublin you have it in all European cities and there's just maybe because Cork is so accessible from the suburbs and the housing market is so similar you don't find a huge like local population in the city centre and um, I guess the CBA just wanted to um, recognise how important it is and recognise some developments that are definitely um, popping up to um, showcase living in the city, I guess. And the other one is the Climate Resilience Award. Um, it's hard to do things with old buildings, but people are doing incredible things uh, to make sure they are compliant. And then, of course, you've got uh, whole new plans being brought in about the type of concrete being used, the life cycle of buildings that are going up. You, you are ahead of the curve in terms of architecture and planning uh, when you're putting a new building up right now. So we need to mark that, don't we? Yeah, certainly. I know when one Albert Key was developed, it was the smartest building in Ireland. And this LED standard, you know, um, really make like runs it set the building runs itself really like it's not it's not and it, it's such innovative ways of using say the heat generated from computers in an office development to pump it back into into heating and the air conditioning systems and everything so there's like at the at the off 
the new development and office level, there's amazing, um, I suppose, strides being made in collaboration with Tyndall and some of the developers are really leading the way in that in that regard. And then there's local, there's smaller um, level businesses that are, you know, harvesting their rainwater, using their roof to have um, gardens that have herb gardens that supply restaurants in the city. And like, there's a lot of kind of things that um, people are doing outside the box that still would fall into that category as well, which is nice to see. How do people go about nominating their businesses, either for those awards or indeed any of the rest of the awards that are out there? Yeah, so um, businesses themselves can nominate themselves or anybody, you or, you or me or whoever, could um, nominate any business that they feel um, should be put forward for the awards. And there's a website on the Cork Business Association website, um, so corkbusinessassociation.ie, um, and people can nominate through that. Um, obviously, if they want to just pop into Five South Mile, they can nominate there. There's forums there as well. Um, or send just a general email to info at corkbusinessassociation.ie as okay. well if they want to nominate. So the CBA website is where you need to go to find out more details about that. Clara O'Neill, member of the CBA and town planner. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Clara. Not at all. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And that's it for this episode of Red Business. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget you can download every episode right now from redfm.ie and our sister video series, Red Business in Focus, with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices, is on the website as well. Fiona Corcoran was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.